Welcome back to Puzzling, a true crime podcast. My name is Tiffany. I'm Sarah. And we're your host. Fucking re- re- redo it. <laughs> we're I your host. No, I got it. Okay, no, we're just going to leave that in. Okay, buddy? Welcome back to Puzzling, a true crime podcast. My name is Tiffany. I'm Sarah. And we're, and we're your, your hosts. <laughs> Why am I so bad at this? You're useless. <laughs> I almost forgot my name. Did you hear the pause? I was like, like I, I, what's my line? <laughs> line, please. Jesus. We just have the men holding up, like, cue cards. <laughs> <laughs> I should write it into my notes. Oh, she's already ready to talk. Yeah. Well, obviously, you guys, we still have... Not still. We have Avery here with us again. Yes. And we're quite happy about it. Yeah, and you might have noticed Bailey is not here this oh, yeah, week. Oh, yeah, Bailey. <laughs> yeah, skip over that. <laughs> yeah, Bailey's not here with us this week. Um, She's going through something on her own, so it's just me and Sarah this week. No guest stars, unless the men want to hop in. That could be fun. Both of them are ignoring us. What? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> They're here with us, too, though. Yeah. They're watching the game. Hey, Pierce, who's that? Who cares? It's not on the Broncos. It's my last name. Nobody so. cares. I care. I care about you, Pierce. If he was on the Broncos, I would care. Whatever. Okay. Um, well, men are watching football, if you can't tell. <laughs> and I will also be peeking in here and there, because my team is playing the Broncos. I had to go upstairs and put on my Bronco jersey when I got home. Orange is a good color on you. Is it? Yeah. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. My mom gave me her other jersey because she hates orange on her, and I feel like I look so much like my mom that... No, orange is a good color on you. Aw. Thank you. Yeah. I almost didn't get the orange one. No, I like it. Actually, I had to get the orange one because it was the only one available. But I thought about getting a blue or a white, and then I was like, no, orange is like our main color. No, the, yeah, the orange... I think the, the This is our home nice. team one, so... Yeah. Thank you. I like it. Thanks. I love yeah. that. Well, how was your week? It was good mm-hmm. i can't remember i never can um oh i remember mine this week babe what did we do over the weekend did we do anything oh, we went to your friend's first birthday party oh yeah we went to jordan's first birthday party oh yeah and it was adorable Aww. um and i met like all of sky's friends that i hadn't met before and like her mom oh my god her mom is gorgeous and so sweet love her she's amazing she's really cool that's like your mom yeah and her sister i really like her sister too sky just like has good family oh that's nice yeah good good people i think i have good family too yeah sky's got good people yeah i like that that's good yeah so we everyone deserves that yeah we did that i learned how to crochet so i've been um steadily crocheting beanies for every single person (laughs) in my life because i don't want to buy christmas presents um so everyone gets a beanie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. I have a $2,500 dentist bill coming up, so no one's getting anything from me except maybe a beanie. Yeah, because I'm teaching Tiffany. Sorry, babe. All day today, I taught Tiffany how to crochet. Yep. And I got the brim of my beanie done. My yeah. first beanie ever. I'm so proud of you. It actually looks really good. Thank you. Yeah. And then the next little step didn't work out for me. Sarah has to do it for me, but yeah, it's fine. I'll do it. Whatever. I don't... Because I, I think you might have done either... Yeah, I think you did too many rows in the brim, so doing five increases is not going to work. So I, I need to look at it. I'm telling you, I only did 50, but like, oh, Well, hello. you 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 might, I feel like you forgot to mark up a few. No, but I counted at like 19 and, and we were at 19, and then I remember counting again at like 26 or something, mm-hmm. and then I feel like I was pretty diligent about it after that, but yeah. I, don't I don't know, know. it's I'll possible. Look it. yeah. I'll look at it. I'll check it out. I messed up. I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, besides that, pretty slow week. It's been nice. Um, I am officially into training with uh, closing, like the next step in my business pathway, which is exciting. I'm actually learning a lot and like I'm having a lot of fun. I don't know. I like learning. I don't like a job where I don't learn anything. It's can't relate. Yeah, like because I just feel like I am bad at learning. That oh, it see, stresses me out. I That's enjoy why I hate it. School. I enjoy it. One of my coworkers today sent me like a an article to like analyze. So mm, no, he's like he's very good. My coworker. my brain just doesn't function like that. Yeah, my coworker is very good about like sending me things to learn from. That's nice. Which is very nice. It's very nice. Because, like, he doesn't need to do that. Right. That's not part of his job. He's trying to help you out. Yeah. He's just like, hey, dude, this might be, like, really cool for you to learn and, like, really helpful. Yeah. And, like, I saw it, so I thought you might like it. That's nice. It's very nice. nice of him. It's very nice. Um, So, yeah, I just feel, like, good. Shout out to Joe. I'm not going to... Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to say his name. (laughs) I know his name, too. I was like, who do I say? (laughs) Joe. Sure, we can go Joe. Yeah. He, well, he doesn't really look like a Joe, but sure. Whatever. Joe. Nobody knows. I don't even know what he looks like. He's a Joe. That's true. Um, but yeah, I've, it's been a good week. It's been nice. It's been like slower than it has been lately, which is really nice too. So. That Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. How was your week? <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Whatever. I went to Colorado as we, me and Bailey have talked about many, many times. Many, 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 many. 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 Almost as much as her wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've talked about Tyler Childers more than my wedding. No, there was a solid, like, three weeks you only talked about your wedding. Yeah, well, yeah. But once it gets closer to my wedding, that's all you're going to be hearing about. Yeah. Good luck, ears. <laughs> we got a while still, though. Don't worry. Um, But yeah, me and Bailey went to Tyler Childers at Red Rocks in Denver, and he's phenomenal live. Like, Phenomenal. Um, yeah, Jason and I had that experience with um, Rainbow Kitten Surprise. Corinne, do you hear that? Oh, is there an RKS fan in there? Oh, yeah. Huh. Actually, I don't know. I should ask her if she listens. I have no idea. I love them. But shout out to Corinne, if you do listen. <laughs> yeah, no, they're amazing. And Jason and I saw them live at um, Bottle Rock in Napa, and they were like 10 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, Corinne was like stoked to see them. And I would become I was a groupie. Like, Excuse me, who? <laughs> I would become a groupie for them. Jason and I would take Avery and travel around the freaking world and see them play. I get it. They're great. I get it. But I'm glad that you had that experience with Tyler Childers. Yeah, he's... I mean, the concert was shorter than expected. His part, um, he was great. But there was just a lot that, like, everyone expected him to play certain songs and he didn't. And then we all kind of got conned into an after party (laughs) that he showed up to and said, thanks for coming, and then left. Yeah. So it I'm was sure like, as a performer, though, it's, like, hard to fit, like, what everyone wants in. And I get, like, usually they play the most popular songs, but that's kind of how it is with, what how it was with Rainbow Kitten Surprise, like, because, like, okay, I'm waiting for this one song, and they yeah. didn't play a couple of them, but, like, it was still a great show. He played, he played my two favorites? He played a lot, or the band played a lot of, like, the most popular songs, but there's a couple that got left out, but, like... Yeah, he played two of his most like his top five most popular um which i yeah. love both of them and then he played my my favorite song cassidy was very disappointed he didn't play her favorite song mm. um he didn't play bailey's favorite song either but i don't know i was happy i got both mine but follow you to virgie is like 
one of the ones that we didn't expect him to play because it's like mm. not as popular, but he did. Is Bailey's was... all yarn? Um, tattoos. Oh, tattoos or all yarn or follow you to Virgie, which follow you to Virgie and all yarn are mine. I don't know tattoos super well. It's a great song, right. but I can't like sing, sing every word to it yeah. like she can. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was a it was a phenomenal concert, and I got to see some old friends and. My family, I finally got to meet three mm. of my friends' ba- Well, two of my friends' three babies. I love Wait. it. Wait. I yeah, have two, two friends, three babies total. She has two and he has one. Yeah. Yes. I finally got to meet three babies that I have not met. And one of them is like two and a half now. Finally got to meet her. So cute, though. Oh. So much hair. Oh, my God. Yeah. Great hair. Beautiful, Great hair. long hair. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They were. I love it. All three of them were gorgeous babies. Yeah. I mean, one's a toddler, but still gorgeous. Yeah. But yeah, I had a really great time. I hung out with my grandma and my cousins, and my cousins are a lot. <laughs> I mean, they're nine and 12-year-old yeah. boys. <laughs> I love them. They're great, but they're a lot. Yeah. What can you expect from that age, though? And like I'm telling you boys. right now, I don't ever want two boys. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm s- I really actually wanted a girl so bad, or I wanted a boy yeah. so bad. And then now that we have a girl, I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Zeus is going ham on that. I was um, like, what's going on? On the scratching post. <laughs> yeah, our, both of our, like, dreams is to have a boy and then a girl. But, yeah, boys are a lot. Yeah. And everyone says girls are harder when, when they get older. Well, like, teen, oh my god, I was terrible. No, no, no. <laughs> I was no, the no, worst. No, no, no. I was, like, an angel compared to my brother. Nope. And, like, I was not an angel, but compared to my brother, man. My mom was probably so relieved of Can't my relate. just shitty attitude. Can't relate. <laughs> I was a terrible teenager. <laughs> no, I was... I'm, like, terrified that Avery's going to be like me. Well, she's a spitting image of you, so, yeah. like... Let's hope she's not like me, personality-wise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She's already a brat. Uh, it's true. She's ten and a half months old. Yeah, that's true. She has, she has the things she wants, and she wants them now. Oh, so. my gosh. My cat is so cute. Sorry. Alex had to point him out. He's adorable. I can't see. He likes to put his little paws up like this and then just lay mm-hmm. on his back or like his side. It's really adorable. Cute. Um, well, yeah, I'm glad your week was good. Yeah, it was really good. Alex hiked Half Dome while I was gone, which if you guys know what that is, it's... Um, Yosemite. Yeah, I was going to say it's very difficult and scary, he says. I know. I saw the pictures and I was like, nope. Yeah, I saw pictures and I'm like, wow, that looks really difficult. And then Alex was like, it's the scariest thing I've ever done. Yeah. So I, I don't like heights. I oh, don't I like heights. heights. I don't like heights that I know I can't fall off of. But if I know I can fall off them, like there's no guardrail, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> no. I can do it. Mm-mm. Not me. There has to be a guard. Even if it's like a two foot guardrail, I don't even care. Like I could easily flip right over that thing. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it makes me feel Fair. safe. It makes me feel safe. And what so- about like the rides at like Six Flags where you just go straight up like 100 feet and you just drop? What about those? Well, because yeah, because I'm strapped in. Did you say? Uh, oh, come on. Okay, Sarah. Because I'm strapped in. When we go to Six Flags, we're riding that and he's not, I guess. Jay, do you like those? The rides at Six Flags that go, like, straight up in the air and then just drop you. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's three. He can... He can hold baby. <laughs> I was going to say, you can hold Avery. <laughs> no, we'll probably Perfect. leave her at home if we go to Six Flags. It's p- the smart idea. Yeah. I'm sorry, because we love myself. you, but... Yeah. You're not no, big enough yet. No, thanks. <laughs> so, yeah. 
We really should go to Six Flags then. We should. Family trip? We're family, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Your aunties and auntie and uncle, so. That's true. And your auntie and uncle for Misty. Yeah. And the kittens. Alex is like, please, I don't want to be uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) No, Alex, uh, Avery loves Alex for some reason. Yeah, and he's like, I'm like, here, can you, earlier, I'm like, here, can you hold her? I have to go pee and, like, change. And he's, he's like, no. I'm like, can you at least, like, watch her to make sure she doesn't die while I go upstairs? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, I can do that. And then I come down, and he's just sitting on the floor, just holding her in his lap. And he's like, are you happy now? I'm like, I'm very happy. This is precious. <laughs> yeah, she loves him. <laughs> she really does love him. Yeah, she does. It's adorable. That. It's so cute. That's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> um, um, my mother's calling. Mm-hmm. Call it back later. Hi, Jody. Hi, Jody. Should we get into it? Yeah. It's kind of a short one. Well, it's like a lot. It's, it's rough. Right. It's we, rough, uh, but it's short. We're only thirteen minutes in. That's fine. Yeah, we have thirteen minutes of banter, and then, and then rip and your then, heart out. Yeah, basically. Yay. Um. Yeah. So this one, like I said, it's rough. Um. It's a lot. It is involving a child. So just a warning. Um. But anyway, let's get right in. Let's dive on in. Dive on in. The year is 1990. I was negative six. <laughs> I was negative eight. <laughs> uh, single mom Elaine Shewitt and her daughter Jennifer lived in Dixon, Texas. Dixon is a really small community, but they're really big into like football. It's a very loving community vibe. Everyone knows everyone. Like, very small town vibe. Yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone supports everyone. I've never been in that kind of small town vibe, but I've seen mm. it in many movies and right. TV shows, so... Yeah. I, I would say, I would say Petaluma's comparable. Like, it's a, it's a bit bigger, but everyone does know everyone, and, like, there's a great sense of community, but, like, there is some crime, like, we're I near San like Francisco. kind of <laughs> here, like, like, when Mariah's up here, she literally knows everyone. Right. Everyone. Yeah. And I'm like... Everyone's just, like, stopping to say hi, or she's stopping to say hi, and I'm like, jeez. But <laughs> so. then, then you, like, hear of those towns where it's like, nothing like that ever happens here, and it's like, oh, see, I wish I could say that about Petaluma, but, like, yeah. shit happens. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, it happens here, too. It can happen anywhere. Yeah, but, like, I, I envy the towns that are like, oh, nothing like that happens. Like, the, we don't lock our doors in this town. Like, you should right. lock your doors in any town. You should. Heads up, by the way. You should. And, and don't sleep your anywhere. windows open. No, maybe, like upstairs no one can get in our yeah upstairs upstairs unless you have like my old house had a one of the upstairs windows went out onto like this like the first roof we had like two roofs Mm. so my bedroom window opened up to the roof and we would like go sit on the roof right so if it's like that keep it locked (laughs) yeah mine did that at my dad's house and avery's room in our house has you can get onto the roof from it. Oh, really? But it's, like, really a... Like, it's not flat. It's, like... Mine wasn't beep. flat either. Yeah. But you can get up. Oh. One time we found a ladder. Wait. Going up to the roof and to Avery's window, but it was when V was still living with us. Wait, like a... Wait, hold on. So, like, can you climb out onto the roof directly? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's and V one time, when she was still living in that room, Coda looked out his Did bedroom window and saw a ladder going up to the roof, and, like, you could get up Did to V's Did V have, window. like, no idea what... No. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. I know. It was really creepy. Ew, I hate that. I know. And, like, I asked my landlord, like, hey, were you here doing work, whatever? Is that your ladder? He's like, no. Oh. I'm like, okay. So I asked the neighbor, because they had been having work done. I was like, hey, did one of your guys, like, leave this ladder leaned up against our house? Or, like, 
whose ladder is this? And the guy was like, oh, I'll ask my workers. And they were like, that's not ours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, no thank idea. you. No idea who it was. Has V had any stalkers that you know of? Or I don't that she know. Knows of? No. No. Oh. I know. It was really weird. Oh, I don't like it at all. And like, especially that would know like that's V's room. Yeah. But it oh. is the only like window in the house that you can get on to the roof too. Yeah. So like maybe it was just by chance. Is that like, that's right by your garage, right? Like your garage roof and then it kind of just. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's where sense. the mud room is. The mud room is oh, under okay. that yeah, yeah. part of the roof. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Yeah. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep your windows locked and your doors locked and everything Mm -hmm. locked. But then I got cameras, so. That's true. (laughs) I'll I'll catch you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, anyway, everyone knew everyone. It was, like, a loving community, very small. And Jennifer had just finished second grade at Silber... (laughs) I'm very sorry. This is a weird word. I can't wait. I probably should have looked this up before (laughs) the episode. It's better when you don't, I guess. Silbernagle. Silvernagle. I'm gonna go with that. Okay. Uh, elementary school. And she was on summer break and she, quote, loved life, school, and learning. Aw. Yeah. That was me in second grade. Aww. So the, it, it, this happened like sometime in the night. So we don't really know if it was August 9th or August 10th. Okay. But sometime in the night between August 9th and August 10th, 1990, it was like a super hot summer night. Mm. Um, and Jennifer was afraid of the dark and like, she just never slept alone. Like she always slept with her mom. It was just her and her mom. That was literally me as a child. So I get it. And I wasn't scared of the dark. I just didn't want to be alone. Right. I slept with my mom all the time. Right. So yeah, she, um, climbed into bed with her mom. She's eight years old at this point. I don't know if I mentioned that. I think he did. Okay, good. Um, she climbs into bed with her mom and... That night, Jennifer was, like, pretty restless. She was kind of, like, kicking her mom, um, just kind of moving around. And so her mom asked if she would go sleep in her own bed because she had to get up work uh, for work early that morning. And Understandable. So, yeah. And so Jennifer said, quote, just because I love you, mom, I'm going to sleep in my own bed tonight. Oh. I know. Oh, she's so sweet. I know. She's like. I literally would have been like, I'll just move to your floor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying yeah, in here. I know. She's like, she's like. Okay, Mama, I love you, and, like, I know you need your sleep. Like, what a cool eight-year-old. What a sweet little heart. Yeah, she's like, I get it. Sweet little soul. I was going to say heart, but I'm like, sweet heart. (laughs) Sweet little sweetheart. I know. So, yeah, so she goes in her own room. Um, She turned on this bright lamp since she was afraid of the dark, Mm -hmm. and she was reading a book, and then she fell asleep. And when she woke up, so she had the windows open, obviously, because it was super hot out. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when she woke up, she was in the arms of a man she didn't know. Oh, no. And he was running down the street. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Wait. He got her out and yeah. everything without her waking up? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And, well, I mean, like, think about how, like, deep kids sleep. You can take them from the car to the house and, like, they're passed out, you That's know? That's true. I slept through Especially at, like, eight. When at, I like, was eight. A kid. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So she tried to scream, but he covered her, her nose and mouth, so she couldn't. And then when they got to his car, he forced her to sit on his lap while he drove, and he told her that he was an undercover police officer, but that he didn't have his badge or his gun to prove it. (sighs) Like, he's like, it's okay, it's all right, I'm I'm an undercover police officer. And, like, I don't know, eight-year-old me probably would have been like, well, yeah, I don't know, because my mom kind of beat that into my head of, like, Mm -hmm. stranger danger, you have to have a code. She had just learned about stranger danger in school. So, like, I'm sure in the back of her mind she was like, 
okay, but something just feels wrong. Yeah. Like, I don't know, you know? But, like, you're eight, so I would probably believe it. I don't know. You're taught to, like, listen to the police. Yeah, and I'm, but my, I don't know, my mom, like, always beat so many things into my head when I was a kid that, like, I don't know, I can't really, I don't know, I was in third grade. No, I don't, I don't know what eight-year-old me would have thought. I like to think that I would, my mom did well enough of a job to, like, that I would know better, but you're a kid, you're eight, you're dumb. Like, (laughs) so, sorry, she actually noticed that they passed by her grandparents' house. As they drove. Aww. Like, could you imagine being, like, my grandparents in there and if, like, they only knew? Like, if they only just, like, looked out and could see me? No, I can't imagine that. So, he drove her into the parking lot of an elementary school where he told her to watch the moon and when the moon changed colors, her mom would come to pick her up. Which, like, I don't know mm. what he meant by that. The moon changes colors. Like, sometimes it's, like, a yellowy color? I it just is a weird know. thing to me. But, yeah. anyway. After a while, her Or mom... maybe because the moon's kind of always the same color that, like... Right. I don't know. But sometimes it I'm does like... turn yellowy, so, like, yeah. it could change colors. Because then I'm thinking, like, how late in the night was this? Because, you know, when it's lower, it's a different color than when it's higher. I don't and, know. And, like, that's never really cleared up, like, what time yeah. she was taken. Um. So after a while, her her mom obviously, like, didn't show up and wasn't coming. Yeah. So he said, quote, well, your mom's not coming and yeah and he got her back in the car and started the car and this time he took her to a nearby field at the end of a dead-end road a few blocks away from the school he held a knife to her throat and asked quote am i scaring you little girl (gasps) what a monster Mm -hmm. so of course she started to panic yeah i mean like i don't know who wouldn't exactly and so he started choking her and he tried to break her neck Mm. yeah um jennifer passed out and he dragged her by the ankles into a field like the field at the dead end road i hate him yeah um he raped her cut her throat from ear to ear (gasps) and then just walked off and drove away like left her there to die i don't have words yeah i have zero words yeah literally a fucking monster yeah that's like an understatement Mm -hmm. i mean it's but oh my gosh yeah um that morning elaine jennifer's mother went to wake up jennifer and found her gone and her window was open still i can't imagine Mm -hmm. i do you know was she on the first floor or second floor um i think it was like an apartment i think it was first floor okay yeah i'm pretty sure it was an apartment okay not that it really matters like we just talked about how we can easily get up onto Right. multiple roofs but <laughs> no it was first floor um so she immediately called the police to report her daughter missing and since the like like i said this is a super small community nothing like this happens here the police department literally only had four officers oh my gosh yeah mm-hmm. that was like um oh now i'm drawing a blank um my last one not my last one. The one of the Coleman family. Mm. Um, they had... Yeah, I don't remember how many officers they had, but they had a very tiny department and only two detectives. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, they don't have any detectives. Oof, Just four officers. Four patrol officers. Oh, my gosh. And so, um, 
Yeah, since the police department is so small, they gathered, like, fire department, volunteers, anyone and anyone who, like, everyone and everyone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyone and everyone. <laughs> I'm having a stroke. How much wine do you drink? You not even have a glass. <laughs> anyone and everyone who's, like, willing to search for this girl was there. They were out there. And so they searched for hours in the fields around town that, like, you know, oh they might have been in. They were just searching the wrong ones. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. so, so sad. Yeah. So here's kind of, like, where you can take a deep breath. Jennifer had woken up <gasps> while she was being dragged into the field. <gasps> Wait. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Hold on. So she was alive when he raped her and slipped her throat <gasps> yeah i and i'm sorry i can take a deep breath well because she's alive oh thank god yeah like she doesn't die okay horrendous though i know but like at well, least yes i mean yeah. obviously that's not the part that we can take a deep breath about but like but yeah oh i can't so, imagine oh, i know the therapy well i think I he actually he might have raped her before she woke up because when she woke up she was naked So I think he, at least, like, she wasn't awake for it. That poor thing. But she was awake when he slit her throat. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's horrendous. It's also, um, very parallel to my next case. Yeah. Weird. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I know. (laughs) So she was naked, and, um, he had placed her on top of a fire anthill. (gasps) Oh! And so she was being bitten, like, all oh over. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Poor thing. Yep. And she realized that she could I couldn't... mean, that's the least of her worries, really. But yeah, still, but like... still. It's just adding fuel to the fire. Yeah. And, like, you'll hear, too, like... It'll... It gets... Not, like, worse, but... Anyway, you'll hear. Okay. Um, it she can't realized... get worse. Yeah. She realized that she couldn't move or scream. And so she threw, like, gathered all of her strength and threw her right hand up to her throat and felt a gaping wound. <gasps> yeah. What? Okay, I'm sorry. She's she lived. Like yeah. What a fighter. I know. I can't I honestly at that point I would have just been like, "Lord, take me." Yeah. Like I'm I don't want to do this. Yeah. I and can't so, do this. That's kind of like the thing cuz so she's so what she did was like she couldn't move. She couldn't scream. So she just <laughs> your pain. <laughs> What are you doing? Stinko butt. She just really wants to talk and she's cracking me up over there. Jason's been like trying to <laughs> wrangle her. Yeah, to wrangle her so she's not like making too much noise and moving too much. But man. <laughs> are you laughing? She's, she's are so you so funny? funny? Um, so she sat there and she stared at the clouds and the treetops all day. Just like watching everything go by. She watched cars pass by that she like couldn't see her and she couldn't do you know how like for how long she was in that field before she was found yeah almost a full like it had started getting dark <gasps> oh my gosh Mm-hmm. and so she would see the cars driving by on the street but it was an overgrown field so they couldn't see her and like she couldn't move or yell to flag anyone down so they were just driving past that and, poor girl yeah but she was like like you just said she was fucking strong because she said she wasn't scared and that she felt, like, at peace with dying. She was like, okay, I'm gonna die. That's fine. Honestly, if I was in that situation, that'd probably be me. Like, yeah. She just, just felt, like, really peaceful. Oh, for an eight-year-old, that's so sad. I know. Um, she went in and out of consciousness throughout the day. 
And like I said, she could see it starting to get darker again. Oh, I thought you paused. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just making sure it was still oh. on. <laughs> um, and then she felt something hit her foot. And so kids had been playing tag in the <gasps> field. And this little girl thought that she had found one of her friends hiding. <gasps> but it was Jennifer. Oh, my gosh. So she, like, ran up and bumped into her foot being like, gotcha, Thank tag, you. gotcha. Yeah. And oh. she found Jennifer. And I don't know how old this girl was, but, like, she was also a kid. Could you imagine being that child, too? Like, both of them are just traumatized yeah. for life. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is right next to the elementary school, so I imagine they're probably elementary school age. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Um, she passed out again after she saw the little girl find her, and she woke up to a police officer putting her into a life flight helicopter. And the police officer was saying, like, you're okay, we're here now, you know, Aww. like, we're, you're fine. And then um, the doctors all thought that she was going to die on the helicopter. Like, the police were getting ready to turn this into a murder case. Yeah. Like, they saw her and were like, yeah, she's... It should be a murder case regardless, <laughs> yes. but... Yeah. Um, so, when she got to the hospital, Dr. Chester Strunk noticed that, or he, like, wrote, he noted on his report that she was small for her age very pale covered in ant bites mm. like she laid on a fire ant hill for like a solid like 24 hours mm, less than that or no less, less than it was that, probably yeah. like 18 hours but still like yeah which is phew, insane too much i've been bit by like two fire ants and they're not fine i've never been bit by a fire ant. really no hmm. yeah they're not fun i mean like they're not the worst things in the world i've never been stung by a bee but they're not like bee stings but I've like, never been stung by a bee either. Me either. I just know that they suck. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she laid there. She was covered. And there was like a picture of her back literally just covered. Mm, poor thing. Yeah. She had broken blood vessels in her eyes from being strangled and had scratches on her back and her face. Oh. Her fallopian tubes <gasps> had become blocked as a result of an infection that oh she caught my from her rapist. <gasps> and the doctors told her that she was infertile. Oh, no. At eight years old. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I, oh my gosh, that's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. At eight years old to catch an infection from, like, the, like, that's just a fucking, like, whole nother level. That's just, like, the cherry on top of this, like, right. terrible pie. Yeah. So, um, she still couldn't move or speak, but she was alert and awake. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, was looking at everyone, was being very, like... Everyone could see that she knew what was going on. She was very cognitive. Yeah. Um, and she was obviously terrified. No shit. And they they couldn't let her see her family until she'd been stabilized. So, like, she's just being whisked off to all these different places. Like, Aww. not getting to see her family. I'm sure that's the only thing she wanted. And I'm sure that's, like, really, really hard on her. But it's also, like, the doctors or whoever, like, trying to kind of protect the entire situation right so i mean i can't imagine as a mother like seeing that no i can't either so i'm sure that it's like it's in hindsight like a very good thing but also just very hard in the time being and so she went into surgery right away and they found that the laceration to her neck went straight through her trachea and her voice box oh my gosh but didn't hit any major vessels oh my gosh thank god parallels (laughs) that's and it's wild that like anyone can survive after having their throat mm-hmm. slit 
Because I imagine you still lose a lot of blood. Oh, even yeah. Even if they don't hit, like, major vessels, but, like... Yeah. Wild. Um, so... The surgeons placed a tracheostomy tube um, below the laceration. So she does have, like, a scar from it still. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, re- they were able to repair everything. And Doctors are amazing. I know. And so that's the, like, at that point was when they stopped the bleeding. They got everything repaired. They were like, okay, she might live. Oh, she might. She yeah, might. they're still like, okay, we're, we're hopeful, but, like, you know. <laughs> you think that's funny? <laughs> <laughs> um oh if you guys could see her no wonder she's laughing I know. <laughs> um a police officer was placed outside of her recovery room just to like make sure as, that yeah know, he didn't come back as he should have been yeah yeah and so she was obviously traumatized by men and so she kicked one of her male doctors in the stomach while he was treating her oh i mean i get it like how fucking like, strong she can't like speak she's tied up with tubes and wires i'm sure but she has the strength to be like get the fuck away from me <laughs> i do not trust you yeah like how strong is she yeah That's seriously crazy. and she was also scared of police officers because remember that man had told her that he was a police yeah. officer mm-hmm. and so like she's obviously going through all of the like yeah I'd interviews be terrified and, too like a police officer is outside of her hospital room permanently you know like, oh, I can't imagine. That's so heartbreaking. Yeah. So, an officer searching the area the clo- um, the area that she was found in found clothing in a ditch about a quarter mile away. They determined that the clothing belonged to both Jennifer and the suspect. <gasps> oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. When they started questioning Jennifer, she still couldn't talk, so they had her write down what she could, and she'd use, like, blinking for yes or no. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the notes she wrote were, he, quote, he asked me if I wanted some candy. I said, no way. Smart girl. Yeah. Pink fish shirt on with rose panties. He choked me four times as hard as he could. The man dragged me into a big field. He said his name was Dennis. Marlboro. Red and white. He had beer in his car. Bud Light. I'm in pain. Oh. Yeah. But she, like, gave, she gave so many details. She wrote down the kind of car he had. Yeah. The color. Even, like, she was, like, there are dents in the side of this door. Like, she remembered everything. Like, Which she was amazing. so, especially for an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like, we've talked about true crime enough in situations like this where, like, I mean, obviously I've never been in this situation, but if I were to be in the future like i would hope that i would be able to like just try to know everything every that single I see. detail yeah, yeah everything everything but for an eight-year-old who like has gone through 19, this and 90, lost a lot of blood she's on a lot of yeah. drugs from her surgery like and she remembers all of these things and in 1990 like true crime wasn't popular like it right. is today like people don't hear about it all the time like you wouldn't think to like try, try to, to know take everything right so a forensic Damn, sketch hurt. I know. A forensic sketch artist named Lewis Gibson sorry, Lois Gibson came to see Jennifer four days after the attack and showed her a book of facial features so that they could start to get a sketch out to the public. Mm-hmm. Jennifer described the man and she was convinced that the sketch looked exactly like the man did. The way you said that makes me think that it doesn't. <laughs> you will hear. So Jennifer regained her voice when she was in the hospital. She was cleared to go home. Aww. 
And she started school at the same time as all of her classmates. Oh my gosh. She didn't miss any. Like, she was a fucking trooper. And um, they had police posted at the school since, like, the whole community now is worried that, you know, this guy's going to come back and, like, target kids. And, yeah. Or, like, come back to kill her or, you Yeah, know. like, at least to silence her. Right. Yeah. So, they had police at the school. Um, but they didn't have any leads. And they didn't really know what else to do. So... The case went cold. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sarah, if this is unsolved, I'm going to hit you. <laughs> Ten years after the attack, Jennifer... Too long. Yeah. Ten- oh, and this is even it. Oh, my gosh. Um, Jennifer graduated high school. She started oh. working as a librarian at... A librarian? <laughs> librarian. <laughs> <laughs> at a children's hospital in college. Um, she met the love of her life, Jonathan. Nobody really talked about the case anymore. Like, they were just kind of starting to give up on finding who did this. And then Detective Tim Cromie from the Child Abduction Rapid Development Team... I already know. I love him. ...took over the case. And he wanted to meet with Jennifer to go over all the details, and he was confident he could solve this case. And Jennifer, of course, was frustrated, because it's been, by this point, 18 years... Yeah, and, like, there's been really no progress in 18 yeah. years. Like he's, who, He just hops on 18 years later, and he's like, hey, yeah, I can solve like, this. And she's like, who the hell do you think you are if right. it hasn't been solved yet? Right. She's like, I don't want to go through this. Like, yeah, I want to find him. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> she's, she's, wait, she can roll her tongue better than I can. No, she's really good at it. I can't at all. <laughs> yeah, so by this point, it had been 18 years. So, like, you know... She's like, I, no one's been able to. I don't want to relive this. I don't want false hope. Like, I want him to be caught, but I just don't feel like there's anything anyone can do. Right. But, yeah, so Detective Cromie was, like, d- dedicated to solving this case. And so he brought on FBI agent Richard Renison. They got that evidence that they'd gathered in the clothing that they found in that ditch. Mm-hmm. And they sent it in for DNA testing. And over a year later... This is so <gasps> frustrating. Oh, my god! It took over a year to get the DNA results back. And, like, I get that DNA takes a while, but this is already a 10-year-old case. Like... 18. Oh, I'm... Yeah, I'm point. sorry. I'm still she thinking graduated, 2000 for yeah, whatever no, she, reason. She graduated 10 years later, yeah. and then it took another eight years. Yeah, this is already 18 years. For them to open man up again. Possibly being free. Like, right. this should be one of, like, the top priorities. And by this time, 19. Because it had taken a year... Yeah, so 19 years later, they got the DNA results back, and they got a hit with 40-year-old Dennis Earl Bradford. (gasps) His name was Dennis. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I was going to see if you caught that. Yeah. Oh, I caught it. (laughs) Yeah. So, let's talk about Dennis Earl Bradford. I would rather not, but yeah, we should. Yeah, let's just hear what a pile of human shit this is. Probably worse than human shit, but yeah. Yep. In 1991... Dennis Bradford met 18-year-old Lisa, and he was 21 years old at the time. Okay. So they met in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and got married six months after their first date. Oof. They had a son and a daughter together. Okay. But he was a binge drinker, and Lisa couldn't handle it anymore. So she left him, but I'm not sure, like, how long after they got married that they divorced. Mm-hmm. Enough time to have two kids, so... <laughs> at least, like, two years. <laughs> yeah, so in April of 1996... Dennis Bradford was in a bar called Gators in Hot Springs, Arkansas, which is weird because the mascot, this is a fun fact, the mascot of um, Dixon is the Gators. 
And he was in a bar Wait, named Gators. Dixon. Her, her town. Jennifer's oh, town. Dixon, oh, her, Texas. Um, Sorry, Dickinson, Texas. Oh, Dickinson. Yeah. Wait, but the mascot of, like, which school? Their, their high school. Oh, okay, I think they school. only had one. <laughs> okay. Well, I was thinking of her elementary school. I'm like, no. It wasn't called that. It was called no. Siebel whatever. <laughs> no, but the, but, um, yeah, the mascot of, like, the Dixon, Dickinson football team was the Gators. Oh, so, I know, but he was in a bar called Gators in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and he asked a woman if he could buy her a drink, and she said no. Good. Oh, no. Bradford went back again a little later and asked the woman to play pool with him, and she said no. Good. And, and then I'm like, no dude, again. catch a fucking hint. Yeah. Hello. If, you, if someone <laughs> says no, they mean no. Like, you're probably disgusting, and she's probably not interested. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably not disgusting. Yeah. Stop. But after a while... He again asked the woman to play pool, and this time she said yes. It's like there's a very fine line, Rex. There's a very fine line between being like, like an attractive kind of like persistent, and being creepy. Yeah, and, and like this guy's. I can only shit. assume that he was creepy. Yeah, you know. And so during the game, Bradford brought her a few drinks. They played pool. And then after last call, Bradford offered her a ride home. Oh, no. And she went with him, and he, quote, took her the long way as there was a song I wanted her to hear. No, that's a lie. Yeah, whatever. Bradford turned onto a back road, stopped the car, and attacked her, choking and punching her. When she started to lose consciousness, he dragged her from the car. And when she woke up, she was naked, and he had scattered her clothes in a field. He just threw her clothes around. Just, like, one gets sprinkled over here, yeah. one gets sprinkled over here. Like, like that's what? fucking weird. Just, yeah, like, if you're gonna find one, they're gonna keep searching. Like, you yeah. might as well just drop them all at once. <laughs> like, stupid. I hate him. Bradford told her not to move, and he ran to his car and came back with a knife. With a knife to the woman's throat, Bradford raped her. Did he... Does he not remember how this turned out the last time? Yeah. <sighs> stupid. Like, an eight-year-old was able to live. Yeah. Well, You'd, okay. That's a big thing. Well, we'll get to that. Does he not know? <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh. So, uh, yeah, so. How was um, that not all over? The, like, how does he not? We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. So, in 1996, Bradford was charged with um, attempted first degree murder for this attack. And it. <laughs> but. Prosecutors reduced the charge before no. the trial to one count of kidnapping and one count of rape. No. Mm-hmm. Even worse, a jury denied the rape charge, but convicted him of kidnapping. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. Our justice system is so fucked. 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 Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but I know we've talked about it before. Like... If you were trying to murder someone and they were strong enough to live, you should go to prison for, for murder. murder. Because if you would have done what you meant to do... Yeah, you had every intention it of murdering murder. this person. And even in this case, like... Uh, yeah. Like, like he technically didn't try to kill her. Like, he just held a knife to her yeah, throat. Yeah, so but like, even then... Okay, so then that should be, like, second-degree murder. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the, It should it's hold the same... Same statue yeah. or like you whatever. threatened like, her with murder oh yeah so frustrating mm-hmm. so a, 
he was sentenced to 12 years in prison in order to provide a DNA sample, and the sample was placed in the CODIS system, which really came back to bite him in the ass later. Good. <laughs> yeah, which is, like, I love that they do that. Like, you commit oh, yeah. one crime, your DNA's in the system. Oh, yeah. It could be friggin', like... Theft. Yeah, jaywalking is yeah. what I was gonna say. Like, whatever you get arrested I'm for. I jaywalk all the time, so let's not do that. <laughs> I mean, I doubt we're gonna get arrested for jaywalking. Yeah, but if they still. were to arrest you for jaywalking, yeah. like, you're gonna get your dna in the mm-hmm. system <laughs> mm-hmm. but you're gonna be pissed because bradford yeah. served less than three years in prison for a 12 year sentence mm-hmm. he entered the arkansas corrections um department's custody on march 6 1997 we're also in arkansas yeah i mean can mm-hmm. we just talk about that yeah. like- <laughs> <laughs> so he entered the cus- the custody there on march 6 1997 and he was released on parole February 4th, 2000. So he spent literally, like, two years and 11 months. That's disgusting. However, it doesn't, I mean, that doesn't surprise me, which it should, unfortunately it doesn't. But what does surprise me is that he got 12 years for kidnapping. Like, I, don't yeah. get me wrong, he should, he should get more than that. But... right. With our justice system, I'm, like, surprised that it was even 12 years, and... Yeah. But then it's surprising but that he then, didn't I mean, serve he, at least half. Yeah. Like, he got out in three, so really yeah. he, he got... Served a he got three years. He served like, a quarter of whatever. a sentence. Like, are you serious? Yeah. So, he moved to North Little Rock, and on November 8th, 2001, North Little Rock police arrested Bradford and charged him with a DUI. So, like, not too bad. But, like, this guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, clearly. In 2004, in uh, Pulaski County, Dennis Bradford married Elizabeth Weber. A poor woman. I know. And settled in North Little Rock. Weber had three grown children at the time. I was going to say, where is... Like, he didn't have his kids. I hope no, not. No, I but... assume he just fucking left them. Well, that's better <laughs> but I But I don't know. But, like, this guy, I'm sure Like, he growing up without a dad, I'm sure, is hard. But, like, yeah. growing up without him is better than growing up without a dad. Yeah. <laughs> so, his search of uh, records from local agencies showed that he had no other arrests before his parole expired on April 3rd of 2008. So, he just had that one DUI. But, like, other than that, on his parole, he was... No. he didn't get caught for anything yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I hesitate to say that he was a decent person because no, I don't not. think he was he wasn't I, think I mean he was still a piece of shit if, he just didn't if the caught. DNA hit on a 1990 rape and attempted murder like he clearly he didn't he wasn't just a model citizen after yeah that. like come on he just didn't get caught all right so on September 10th 2009 Bradford and a 19 year old woman were found alone in a car on a dead end street called calm lane Okay. By Pulaski County, County's sheriff deputy. Lieutenant Cody Burke said, quote, this is an area that's known for prostitution. Bradford told deputy Jeremy Fairchild that he'd picked up the woman at a gas Hess, uh, Hess gas station and agreed to pay $20 for oral sex. Okay. And the sheriff's office charged him with patronizing a prostitute. So, like... Good. I mean, like, charge him on whatever you can get him on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but... So, that's, like, his backstory leading up to this point. Like, he's just a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, the detectives contacted the Driver's License Bureau of Texas, which is weird because it's not the DMV. Yeah, it's literally driver's called the Driver's License Bureau. Bureau. Is that, like, just a Texas thing? Or... I don't know. I don't know, but 
I've never heard of that before. It's, it's always like the Department of Motor Vehicles. Yeah. But in, in Texas, I guess it's called the Driver's License Bureau. Okay, I'm looking it up <laughs> real quick because I'm... <laughs> yeah. Driver's but, License Bureau. Yeah, is it... Did it come up? It came up with South Lake Tahoe DMV. Um, maybe they just call it that. driver's license let me just type in texas maybe that's just like what they call it there instead of like the dmv because in all my sources i saw driver's license bureau um i just see texas department of public safety driver's license mega center in like the major cities weird i don't know all my sources said the driver's license bureau dmv texas no, they have a DMV. That's I don't weird. know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All my sources said that, and I was like, what? I'm sure with more digging we could figure it out, yeah. but we don't have that time right now. I don't know. <laughs> um, but they asked the Driver's License Bureau of Texas <laughs> to, <laughs> to send Dennis's driver's license photo from that time that Jennifer was attacked. So, like, they don't care about him now. They want to see what he looked like then. Yeah, yeah. Of course. The sketch that Jennifer and Lois had come up with 19 years before was an exact <gasps> so match. So it did look like him. And I will post this photo because it's fucking insane. No, like you could the not. The way you said she was confident that it looked like him. You could not have like described. And this girl couldn't speak. She was an eight-year-old girl that had to write notes. And she got this guy spot fucking oh, on. I've never gosh. seen in my life a better forensic sketch than this photo and i've thought about that enough times that like even though i see you basically every day i live with alex i feel like if they were like be like which nose i'd be like i don't know yeah. like i have no idea no, what totally. nose to put on this person totally like, it's like now that insane. i'm examining you i'm like yeah her eyes are pretty round it's but insane and there's so there's just no chance the um i can't remember who it, which detective it was but i like remember seeing that he got this sketch at like two in the morning or the picture and he called the other detective and was like check your fucking email right fucking now like oh my god and the guy the detective on the other end was like dude like what it's two in the morning like what are you no, like, leave me alone i'm sleeping and he was like in a state of like panic and like excitement of like this is the fucking guy like and i cannot believe that she did that good as an eight-year-old who couldn't speak like it was insane. It's insane. What was his name again? Dennis Earl Bradford. Yeah, look up the sketch versus oh, the... Oh, I'm looking. It's insane. <gasps> oh my god, Dude. Are you kidding me? She literally... Spot on. Spot on. This is... Wait, hold on. That's the only one that... That's okay. That's all I need to see. Look at this. No. <laughs> Alex, Which one are you did you see at? it? Alex went. Yeah. He went, whoa. <laughs> His little face. Is it the... Yeah. Isn't that insane? That's... Wow. Yeah. Go her. Mm-hmm. And so from that driver's license, they were able to tell that Bradford had lived really close to Jennifer and Dixon during that time. Oh, like, he said better. Yeah. Time. But yeah. Like less than two miles away. Oh, less than two miles? Mm-hmm. And if you go to her her bedroom window at her apartment there and you look out, you can see a water tower and he lived right under that water tower. Like you can see, like if there weren't trees, you'd Ew. be able to see his house. I hate him. Yeah. Did, are you, I don't know if you're going to get there. Did he know that this was an eight year old girl that was in this apartment? Did. Yeah, I'll get there. Okay. So 
Um, yeah, they were able to tell that he lived really close and they got an arrest warrant drawn up and like, um, charges approved for attempted capital murder. And he was pulled over at 6.50 a.m. on Tuesday, October 13th, 2009, while he drove to his welding job with his wife. Like, totally unrelated. He got pulled over for something, and they were like, you have a warrant out. Wait. <laughs> yeah, you're Wait, coming you're with Dennis us. Wait, you're Bradford, huh? Like, <laughs> you're coming this... with us. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, poor his wife. I don't know what she did or where she went. Like, yeah, poor he was, thing. She was just driving on the way to work, and they pulled him over, and were like, you're being arrested for murder. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah, could you imagine, like, being in the car with Jason? No. And no. they're like, you gotta get out, because you're an arrest murder. Like, no, no. Not at all. Not even a little bit. So, he was charged uh, with attempted capital murder and was held in the Pulaski County, Arkansas jail on $1 million bill. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in 2000, what is this, 2009? I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, it's a high bail, but, like, I wouldn't risk it. I wouldn't have given him <laughs> Like, a hundred million. Yeah. I would just say no bail. <laughs> no bail. Yeah. You're allowed to do that. You can say you no can. bail. No, you can just give a ridiculously high amount and be like, go ahead, try. Right. Yeah. Please try. <laughs> yeah. So, then the detectives from Dickinson went and got him and were like, get the fuck over here. So they went and they got him. And at first, like during his interview lasted like four hours long, his inter- interrogation. And at first he had said that he had seen the news and the missing posters all over town about the little girl and he was praying for her. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm and, sure you were. Yeah. And then they asked her like, well, did you ever come in contact with Jennifer? And he was like, well, Yeah. It, huh. And they were like, okay, tell us about it. And he was like, I don't want to talk about it. And they were like, co- like qu- kept questioning him, kept pushing him, you know. And he just told the detectives, quote, you've done your homework. Wait. Yeah. Ew. Because he was, they were like, well, you can't, didn't you come into contact with Jennifer? Like, you came into contact with her, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, like, tell us. Go ahead. And he was like, yeah, tell me why. well, yeah, but I don't want to talk about it. And they're like, okay, well. And they keep pressing him. And he's like, well, you've done your homework. Yeah, so like, he's very well, much aware. I don't need to like, say anything. Obviously, he knows why he's under arrest in, yeah. so, in a small town. That's like, when they told him that Jennifer was alive. I can't, but how did he not know that? And she, he started crying. And that's when he broke down and started saying, he said, quote, There's not a day that goes by, not a single day, that I don't see that baby. There's no other side to the story. She was innocent. And I was a sick, deranged, beat-up little fucking punk. I pulled that little girl from her window. I put her in my car. She was freaking out. She was crying for her mother. I told her that everything was would be all right. I told that little girl... I took that little girl out and raped her, and I cut her throat. What a fucking absolute monster. Yeah, one, stop fucking calling her a little baby and a little girl, like... Oh, that makes me so. I don't like, know why. She like, was that she I don't was, see that like, baby. But like, if but, like, you don't... know she's a fucking baby, yeah. then like, what are you doing? Exactly. Like, clearly, yes, she is. She's a fucking infant, basically. Well, the, I think the but, thing like, that don't... pisses me off is that like he's trying to like sympathize. Like, yeah. Oh, that little girl, that little baby. Yeah, it's yeah. like you did this. Yeah. Like you because were to a piece us, of shit. To us, she is a little baby. Yeah. But to you, she was just something to use and abuse and try to kill. Right. And like, like it's, she wasn't a little baby to yeah, you. He's playing that card of like, oh, I feel so guilty. Like that little baby. I know the day goes by. I don't think about her. Like, no. Fuck that you. little girl. And it's like, 
you don't fucking feel bad about like you're a piece of shit you feel bad that you got caught Uh uh-huh it's been 19 years like you don't fucking feel and if you felt bad enough about it then you would turn Turn yourself yourself in. in yep so it really fucking pisses me off that he's like oh that baby that little girl this and that like shut the fuck up i hate him yep so he said that he was just driving around randomly that night like nowhere to go nowhere to be he's just driving and he saw the light on in her window because she had turned on that lamp Mm -hmm. because she was afraid of the dark and he didn't know why he did it he said he was like a quote savage animal so do you think that he like genuinely just did not know who was in that window no he he didn't know who she was oh my god he literally was driving by saw a light on was like and like and it happened to be a little girl and he was like meh Based on your research, like, that's totally what you believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He didn't know her at all. He was, like, driving by, saw a light on, and then fucking saw it was an eight-year-old girl and was like, oh, whatever. Eh, I'm still gonna do it. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. I hate yeah. him. No, like, no relation. No one knows him. Like, they've never met before. Yeah. He's just a piece of shit. Um, he said that shortly after the attack on Jennifer, he had tried to commit suicide with a shotgun, but at the last second, couldn't do it. Yeah, because he's a fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. And that's... So, he was sent to a hospital to stay in the psychiatric ward. And that's why he didn't know that she was alive. Because he was, like, locked up. Like, oh, he didn't have access to all those things. news And, and like, somehow he never looked it up. Yeah, how could you not? I don't know. But, like, he genuinely and did not know. And especially if he, like... If he had any type of guilt complex at all... You'd look it up. He would look it up. Be like, oh my gosh, did I kill this poor little girl? Right. Like, but no, I mean, he, was, like, he didn't feel guilty at all. It was a genuine, genuine reaction of like, holy shit, she's alive. Like, yeah, like I thought for sure I killed her. Like, oh my right, gosh. Right. And so here's the fucking kicker. The psychiatric ward, the hospital he went to, was the same hospital that Jennifer was still at <gasps> recovering. Wait. He was there at the same time as her. Oh, my gosh. In, like, a different unit. Like, in the psych ward, and she was in, like, the ICU, probably. But, like, yeah, same fucking hospital. Could you imagine if she'd been, like, taking walks around the hospital and he'd been taking... Like... No. Yeah. No, I can't imagine that, actually. Horrifying. That's terrifying. I mean, they've got to be, like, different wards, obviously. No, for sure, but, like, I don't know... It's a small town, so it might be a small hospital. Like, if you're taking a walk around the hospital, you might see him. Yeah, like, it might be, like, wings of an airport where, like, you can still... Right, right. You can still, like, Like, at the arena, you can attach from the B to C pretty easily, you know? Like, Like, when I had my back surgery and they tried to get me to walk for the first time, like, five days later, like, I was walking around the whole, like, that whole floor. And it wasn't just the ICU or, like, you know, recovery. Like, there were different areas in that floor. Yeah. So... It's entirely possible that if both of them had been walking at the same time. Oh, I can't. Yeah. So, he also said that even though he didn't get caught for almost 20 years, he, quote, didn't get away from it. Mm-hmm. He said he looked over his shoulder waiting every day to get caught. And it's like, no, you didn't, or else you would have turned yourself in, you fucking dick. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't waiting to get caught. Like, no. You, you fucking got thought you twice. got a- You thought you got away you with this shit. You three kids. Yeah. Well, two kids of his own and then three adult children, like, stepkids. Oh, okay, okay. But it's like... So you had two kids. You were like, living your I'm fucking sorry. life doing this shit over and over and over again. If I knew, 
like if I had done that to someone and I genuinely felt guilty, I don't think I would ever be able to have children. Yeah. Like, first of all, I'm a monster. I could go away to prison anytime at any any day at any time. And B, like, I don't want you to grow up having to also possibly worry about a monster like me. Right. And it's like, you didn't feel fucking guilty. No. Like, yeah, I, I just. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I, like, don't have words. No, honestly. neither do I. So, yeah. In a press conference after he got caught, Jennifer said, quote, I am not a victim. I am victorious. Oh, I love her. Yeah. I love her. She really, like, did a lot of work with the detectives to, like, find him. Like, she made it, like, her life's mission to find out who did this. Not for herself, but to make sure that he never did this to anyone else. Yeah. Which is, like, I wow. get it. Yeah. Um, they all felt that they had a really easy case, obviously. Um, Bradford's lawyers said that he would plead guilty. And they, I love this. Since he was going to plead guilty, they wouldn't have, like, a full jury. Like, right. he was just going to get sentenced. Right. And so they let Jennifer pick the trial date. And she picked August 10th. Oh. 20 years to the day after the attack. Do you think she knew it was past midnight? Like, I don't down? know. Probably, probably, but I'm but not again, sure. But August 10th was the day that she was there out in the field all Right, long, like, and yeah. Yeah. That was so when even she if was... it wasn't initially after August 10th. But, yeah. Everything. It's a big day. That's a big day. Yeah. So, yeah, they let her pick the date. That's the day she picked. It was 20 years to the day. Um, before they could go to trial, Bradford. Don't you dare. Took the easy Don't way out. You dare, Sarah. Mm-hmm. On May 10th, 2010, he hung himself in his jail cell. I'm like, good riddance to you, my dude, but also, mm-hmm. like, fuck you. So the detectives got this call and they were like, how the fuck are we going to tell Jennifer? Because the first thing she had said, they called her to be like, we got him. He's arrested. He's in custody. First fucking thing she said was, please don't let him kill himself. Oh my gosh. And so understandably, she was pissed. Yeah. She was so fucking mad that he was dead. Mm-hmm. And like the detectives were like, <laughs> well, and it was like middle of the night. And so they were like, how do we... Because she's going to see it on the news. Like, yeah, we have, have to, tell to tell her. her right away. And so we have to wake her up in the middle of the night to tell her this before she sees it. And, like, how do we say that? So, like, she wanted to see this through. She wanted to, like, get this guy and get her justice and, like, yeah. look him in the fucking eyes. And she worked for months on her victim oh. impact statement. Like, she was ready to read this and, like, have him hear every fucking word of it. And, like, now he's dead. What a coward. Yeah. And, like, he had been telling his lawyers, oh, I'm going to plead guilty. Like, I did it. I confessed. And then he just fucking did that. And, like, didn't even let her have what she needed. Like, fuck you. I hate him. Yeah. I know I've said that a million times, but, like, I hate him. Yeah. (laughs) But Jennifer, then this is where I'm, like, a bad bitch. Like, this literally gives me goosebumps. If you can see my arm. I'm ready. I'm ready. Jennifer read her victim impact statement at his grave site. Oh. On October 10th, 2010, at his gravesite. What's October 10th? It's the day. It's That's 20 years to the day that she was August attacked. 10th? Yeah, August 10th. You said October. Did I? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's why I'm like, what is October 10th? Dude, you said, what's October 10th? And I was like, August 10th. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? 
Yeah, she read her victim impact statement on August 10th, 2010. Did he have a funeral? I would have read that shit oh, at the funeral. I don't know. In I front of all of his know. friends and family, I would have read it. I imagine, like, if he did, she wasn't allowed to go. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can't show up here. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so this was at least part of her victim impact statement. She's never shared the whole thing. Um, but this is what it, what part of it was. Okay. Quote, I had 20 years worth of things to say to this person. Oh, sorry. This was at a press conference. She said, I had 20 years worth of things to say to this person. Um, and then at the gravesite, she said, Dennis Bradford, you chose the wrong little 45-pound, 8-year-old girl to try and murder because for 20 years, I've thought of you every single day and helped in searching for you. In my heart, I knew you were out there, and I know I was listening to my heart all of these years and never giving up on finding you. And I was right. She turned around to her husband, who was standing next to her, or her boyfriend at the time, Mm -hmm. Jonathan. Um, She turned around to him, and she said, quote, I wonder if he's hearing me from beyond the grave. Oh, he is. He is, right, right as she said that, one single fire ant crawled over to her and bit her on the <gasps> leg and she took it as a sign that he had hurt her did she kill that fire ant right away i don't know i would have i would have been like you motherfucker how dare you know. come back as a fire ant but like how fucking poetic like she's yeah. in a field being attacked by fire ants after this like huge attack and then she sits at his fucking gravesite and reads this whole long victim impact statement and then like right as she says i wonder if he heard me a fire ant bites her on the leg Oh my like, gosh. Literal fucking chills. So Jennifer and Jonathan now have two children. They have a daughter and a son. And they were married in 2014. And Jennifer spends her time as an advocate for other survivors and she travels the country to share her experience and is very outspoken about what happened to her. And like she just wants this to not happen to anyone else. Yeah, understandably. And like people that it has happened to, she wants to help them through it. Yeah. So, oh, she sounds like such a good person. I know. I love her. I know. And that is the case of Jennifer Shewitt. Jennifer, I'm really sorry that happened to you. Yeah. But, like, I'm so happy so much good has come out of it. And she's beautiful. And her kids are so cute. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Okay. You you have to look them up. I think it's Jonah or oh, look up their names too because they she had their names in the 48 hour episode that i was so i know she's like not trying to hide it i'm just looking up her kid jennifer shoot kids i don't know her married name but um yeah i don't either oh that's when the baby was born hold on oh hi capone also now that we're done this story i am so sorry if with all of those meows that you guys probably heard. And the baby, it's fine. Yeah, and the <laughs> baby, yeah. There's a lot it was, going on It was the baby, and then when the baby left, um, it was my cats meowing. Yeah. Because they think they're starved, even though they're fat. <laughs> oh, cup of tea. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, he's rubbing <laughs> it now. I oh, love him. Oh, he's a sweet boy. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, did you look up her kids? They're so cute. I only cute. saw that one picture. Um, I see her as a little eight-year-old, though. Oh, she was a cute little eight-year-old. I know. Oh, sweet baby. She's adorable. No, this is the... Oh, uh, oh yeah, this is the only picture I can find. 
Hmm. But also maybe because it, I typed in her maiden name? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know her. Um, I don't know if she, like, <gasps> oh took her. Oh, my gosh. Her. Look at her in the hospital. Oh, and she's even smiling in the hospital. I know. Is that the one Barbie? with the... Yeah, and if you <gasps> zoom in, you can see, like, she's got broken blood vessels all over her eyes. This is a blurry one. You can't tell in this one, but mm. maybe this one. Oh, my gosh. I and she's, like... She's, like, lifting up her arms, like... I know, like, like she's when, strong. Like, yeah. she's, like, flexing her muscles, yeah. like... oh. I know. You poor thing. Heart-fucking-wrenching. Oh, they're so cute together, her and her husband. I know. Jonathan, he looks like a great guy. Um, In the 48-hour interview, like, with her, she had said that, like, she he was, like, the only one that she felt safe with, and, like, he's just really an angel, like... He was everything that she needed him to be. Aww. Yeah. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that it ended well. I know. I'm I'm happy that she lived and that, like, she caught him. I'm pissed that he killed himself. Yeah. But, like, what can you do? You know? I know. I mean, he does deserve to be dead, but... He does, but I wish that she would have, like, been able to say to his fucking face what yeah. she wanted, like, needed and wanted to yeah. say. Yeah, and if she wants him to spend the rest of his life in prison, that's what it should, he should have, that's yeah. what should like, happen. she should have gotten that say. Yeah. Hi, Zeus. Oh, no, I have another cat meowing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> They're just everywhere. You but. can't stop them. <laughs> She's got four of them. It's yeah. bound to happen. <laughs> and these two are the... Oh, they're so cute. Look at them. These two are the ones that have been me. I can't believe my Maya out. Bean has not come in town. She hasn't come in town on me either. Where is she? How rude. Yeah, where is she? We have all three of I see others. Rex. Where's my... Is hmm. my Bean over there? Do you see her? No. He, he didn't even... He's just like, meh. Um, I don't know where Maya is. Oh, she might be on the... No, she's not. Her new favorite spot is on top of the... Inflatable kayak. Mm. I don't know. Just a fucking horrible case, but it it did end better than I think like we could have expected, or like hoped for. Yeah, at least she lived and and she... yeah, she had two kids. I know. After she was, they told her she'd be in, be infertile from that infection. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! I totally forgot about that. She did in vitro, <gasps> and it worked. Oh good. I know. I know. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, she, they said I that even it. told myself, when you said that, I'm like, don't forget that, Tiffany, don't forget it. Yeah. Because this is going to come back, I'm sure. Yeah. So, she had two kids uh, via in, in vitro, mm-hmm. and, like, it was, you know, the only thing she said that, like, she ever wanted was to be a mom. Like, she always saw Aww. herself as a mom. I'm sure she's the best mom, too. I'm sure, dude. I'm so sure. Yeah, and she is really pretty, and, like, her husband looks so sweet. I know, they're perfect. Her kids are adorable. Like, I'm just really happy that, like, like, she's living a good life. Yeah, me too. Like, she didn't let it, like, bring her down, you know? Yeah, I can't say the same for myself. If that happened to me, I'd be in a... I'd fucking... Oh, I'd hit rock bottom so fast. (laughs) I'd probably be, like, living with my My mental state, I don't, like... just me as a person there's no way my mental state could handle that no i'd like have to move back in with my mom and like i probably wouldn't leave my room for like months at a time i would probably like live in the kitchen or something like somewhere when no one would expect to find me right. <laughs> like well i remember have a little inflatable in there i remember like after i got my restraining order on my ex i got nova and oh, I, speak nova. I had denali at the time still like he needed me. He was super sick as a puppy. He had, oh, yeah. like, medical conditions. He had epilepsy, you know. He was, like, extremely anxiety, like, super fearful. Mm-hmm. 
And so I had to give, like, every part of myself to this dog. And, like, we bonded. And then when I got Nova, she was just, like, a regular-ass puppy that, like, (laughs) didn't need me and, like, was fucking shit up. And, like, you know, I just didn't feel like I bonded with her the same way. Denali was my first dog. So, like, I didn't feel... No, nothing's going to compare to Misty. Yeah. And, like, I I didn't feel the same connection. And I remember, like, going through the restraining order and all this shit. And I remember, like, laying on my mom's floor in her living room, curled in a ball just like crying being like i don't love nova like i please take her like i can't i don't love her she's not my dog she doesn't love me like and i think it was just a combination of like it wasn't about nova you know but like that was a fucking restraining order i can't imagine going through all of this like my mom would be genuinely scared Oh, yeah. Because, like, she was, too. like, it's okay. Like, she was scared, like, worried then. But, like, genuine, like, I would not be okay. I remember my mom telling me um, that after she, like, when she found out she was pregnant with me, she was, like, she went into, like, panic mode. Like, how am I ever going to love this child as much as I love Tyler? And yeah. then she's, like, it wasn't until I saw you that I realized, like, you can love them the same. Yeah. Well, that was, but... like, I went through a moment because Denali passed, like, right before I found out I was pregnant. hmm And I remember, like, sitting down with Jason and being like, I don't want to love anything else. Like, I loved Denali for four years, and my heart is, like, shattered to pieces. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Like, I can't imagine caring about something else. That's because, how like, I feel about her. Like, we want to get another puppy at some point and also eventually have kids. But, like, right. and I love my cats. I mm-hmm. love them very much. But, like... Misty's my child. Right. I basically gave birth to her. Like, she's basically (laughs) my flesh and blood. She is my kid. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, just finding out that, like, I was pregnant and that's, like, you have to give the same... Like, I gave my whole fucking self to Denali and, like, learning that I was pregnant and, like, realizing that I had to do the same all over again and, like, shit happens, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, I didn't want to go through that again. And so I remember, like, having this whole thing with Jason about being like I don't know what to do no just because like I didn't want to love anything like that I've never loved anything like I've loved Denali and Avery like yeah I get it and Denali passed and so like what do you do you know no that's so sad I know I can't he's never gonna die and I can't imagine being like that's the thing I can't imagine being like a parent of someone who goes through this like if she were to actually die I'm sure it was like absolutely fucking hard yeah, yeah regardless that she I mean, lived and she like lived, seeing her but... like that but like being the parent of a child who dies like regardless ugh. of the situation but especially that. that's like a, a whole piece of you fucking dying yeah and like you don't think at least with dogs like you know they're gonna die eventually like you're gonna have to live through that but with kids like you don't expect to no bury you're your kids. never supposed to bury your own child you don't like you never think that you're like they're supposed to bury you live on like become grandparents you know and like the cycle goes on but like to have to bury your child like no oh i can't imagine i really can't no neither can i because i couldn't even fucking do it with my dog like fuck are you kidding i still cry when i look at pictures of ayla i know you showed me one the other day yeah and like i look at pictures of her and she's been dead for over over three years now and I, like, and she was my cat. Yeah. No, my I'll cat. still, I'll still, like, be laying in bed and start bawling. Yeah. Because of Denali. And, like, I won't even see a picture. I'll just start thinking about him. Yeah. And, like, so whenever 
she's not going to but whenever misty goes if ever misty goes like i'm I'm never gonna be the same yeah no it's 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 like the worst feeling it's like why do we even have animals and like now and that's the thing was like i only had denali for four years he was my fucking heart dog but like four years can you imagine me going through 10 12 14 years with nova her growing up with avery like I i can't even imagine I can't even imagine when Avery's, like, 10, Nova's going to... Like, that's Avery's dog. Oh, yeah. Like, Avery... That's going to be and Avery's gonna dog. And it's going to be... You're going to have to deal with your own grief and deal with Avery's I grief. Know. It's going to be tough. And try to, like, be strong and, like... Yeah. You know, this is just what happens and, like, teach her about death and, like, see her like mm-hmm. that and not... No, I, I can't. I, I can't. Think I can and, oh, my God. Alex is going to have to do that to our kids. Like, I, <laughs> I, can't. No I, can't. I, I, I don't... I don't even... Yeah. Like, when my childhood dog died, I was uh, 12, I think. And I only had Chance for two years, and he died when I was nine, and I was a disaster. Yeah, Bandit, we had for 14 years. So I was, was... No, I was 14, because they got him right before they adopted me. And we that had him for 14 Jakey. years. I grew up with this dog. Grew up with this dog. That was and actually my Jakey and his Jakey. I had a cat named Jakey and Crystal. They were siblings. Yeah. But Crystal just kind of disappeared. So I kind of like never went through the whole stage of like, mm. I know she's dead. I watched her die or anything. Oh, I. But see, Jakey, that was the thing is I. Denali died while I was home alone. Or not Denali. Um, uh, Bandit. Bandit. Yeah, Bandit. yeah, you told me that. And like, as a 14 year old, I'm like. Jakey died Old when enough. I was in Colorado. How rude of him. He didn't, <laughs> get, he didn't even wait for us to say goodbye. He was probably waiting for you so you don't have to see it. Yeah, he was like, oh, they're my, gone. My... I can go crawl under the bed and die now. So Bandit waited until I, my dad and my brother were out of town for the weekend mm-hmm. on a baseball tournament. And it was like my dad's dog. Like my dad got him. Jake fed him. And so like he was very much like involved with my dad and my brother. And they went away for the weekend, and, like, two hours after they left, he died. Poor baby. I know. Yeah, Jakey, um, thanks, Jessica, for killing my cat, but it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna spit my wine out. (laughs) Thanks, Jessica, for killing my cat. Oh, my God. Don't put that on Jessica. Oh, I give her shit for it all the time. (laughs) Oh, my God. She was like, stop it. I didn't do it. And now you've all heard Jessica's voice, so you can picture <laughs> you it. You can picture exactly what she would say, how she would sound. Stop it. Stop it. I didn't um, But no, she, so I had my friend Trisha, R.I.P. Trisha, I love you. Um, she was watching the house for like the first half of my trip, and then Jessica watched her for the second half. And she, Jessica calls me, and she's like, um, I can't get Jake out from underneath the bed. Oh, it was definitely her fault. If someone else watched it, right? no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? I'm just kidding, Jess. She's like, I can't get Jake out from underneath the bed to give him his meds. And I'm like, okay, he's fine. Like, he's probably just missing us. Like, whatever. Right. Just go to work. Scared, whatever. whatever. And then I called Trish and I was like, hey, when you leave work, can, like, you just go check on Jake, see if you can get him his meds. And she's like, yeah, of course. So she goes over and she's like, FaceTimes me. And she was like, there's a lot of cat pee under this bed mm. and i was like oh well like can you just kind of like clean it up as best as you can like you don't have to right. crawl under there like we'll figure it out when we get home and she's like yeah i can do that and then she like kind of crawls under anyway and she's trying to get jake out and she's she starts bawling on facetime mm. and i'm like 
And then I start bawling right away because I know. Jake's 17 and a half at this point. Like, right. I know. Like, he's he's ready to go. Yeah. Like, it could happen at any point. Yeah. And she starts bawling and she, like, pulls him out. And he, I could hear him over FaceTime just wheezing for air. And she's crying and she, like, flips the camera and she's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, okay. my mom had to, like, pull over because we were in the middle of driving no. in Pueblo. And uh, my mom's bawling her eyes out. I'm bawling my eyes out. And my, we were like, can you just take him to the bed and have him put down? And, like, we were just, like, a mess, a mess, a mess. And that just happened, like, a week ago, four years ago. It's uh, been a little over four years now that he, since he left. can't. I can't even, like, Denali was so hard, I cannot think about Nova. No. I get it. And, like, I still, I like, love look Nova. Look at this angel. She never looked like Look, I love Nova, and she's my, she's, like, my baby, but... I just, like, don't have the same connection as I did with Denali. And, like, I don't think I ever will. I understand. Like, and that's kind of why I'm, like, super into adopting animals with special needs. It's because, like... Oh, I want you so bad. You have so you to... you have no idea. I want you, you so bad. You have to give your entire being to that dog. Oh, I Or that it. cat or, like, whatever animal you... That's why Alex has to be my sugar daddy and take <laughs> care of me being a stay-at-home animal foster mom and permanent mom because i will never um, give them the back. reno shelter needs fosters i have their info for dogs with in wheelchairs okay. but you don't understand that i have a dog. dogs in wheelchairs i know i want to but i have four cats that don't like other dogs and i have one dog who also doesn't like other dogs she has only dog but she's syndrome in a wheelchair don't you think she's not gonna care missy's gonna they're all five of them are gonna gang up on this poor sweet little innocent special needs dog and i'm uh. gonna be even more heartbroken that i can't take proper care of it sarah mm. <laughs> well we should probably shut the fuck up so yeah well at least we're at the end it's fine <laughs> i know if you've listened this far we love you yes we very much love you like keep listening to our banter and <laughs> don't, don't be, be evil. evil just don't do it don't be it be nice be nice and tell misty how much you love her misty i love you <gasps> She just loved me. No, she, like, just woke up. She's like, what? (laughs) That misty. She was like, what the fuck? I am not talking to you right now. (laughs) All right. Well, we love love you guys. guys. Have a great whatever day it is for you. (laughs) It would be Tuesday if you listen, if you're a true fan. Yeah, if you're a true fan, I hope you have the great rest of your Tuesday because this is still the morning for you. And if it's not Tuesday, then (laughs) whatever. (laughs) We don't even like you. (laughs) Just kidding. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.